Hi there, I'm the Reverend David Simmons, the pastor of St. Matthias Episcopal Church in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and I'm experimenting with a, a podcast. I've been doing um, morning prayer on Tuesday and Thursday ever since the uh, pandemic started last year, uh, basically for the members of my parish, uh, and those are to be found on our YouTube and, and Facebook pages. Uh, but I've decided to try this out with as a podcast format and see how it works. Um, so if you are interested in um, working along with this podcast, uh, you can go to the URL tuesday.frdavid, that's fatherdavid.org, and that will get you to the bulletin. Or you can just listen to it and uh, go along as you can. Uh, morning prayer is great when it's prayed at the time. It's also great when it's prayed later on or even in the evening. Uh, this is a great way to pray during the day. Uh, sometimes when I'm off driving, I listen to um, a, a version of uh, online version in order to pray along for the day. So I hope you find this useful and hopefully this podcast will develop as we go along. Hi there, and welcome to Morning Prayer uh, for the morning of August 3rd, 2021. Uh, this is the Lesser Feast and Fast of Joanna, Mary, and Salome, the myrrh-bearing women, according to Lesser Feast and Fast 2018. As you might be able to tell, um, once again, I'm pre-recording this uh, because I'm still in the middle of uh, teaching percussion at uh, West High School. That goes through Wednesday this week. Hopefully Thursday, I'll be back with you live, but I'm really excited that we can now do this thing where I can pre-record these. Uh, and, and keep up the, the discipline of doing morning prayer. Uh, because doing morning prayer, even if I'm doing it the evening before, is always a great discipline for me. Uh, so I hope it's as good for you as it is for me uh, to keep up this discipline of prayer in our lives. Let's give ourselves a minute and get prepared. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for such the Father seeks to worship him. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us, forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Let's say together the Venite. The earth is the Lord's, for he made it. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The earth is the Lord's, for he made it, 
Come, let us adore him. Let's say together the psalm for this morning, Psalm 78, Psalm Part 1. Hear my teaching, O my people. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will declare the mysteries of ancient times, that which we have heard and known, and what our forefathers have told us. We will not hide from their children. We will recount to generations to come the praiseworthy deeds and the power of the Lord and the wonderful works he has done. He gave his decrees to Jacob and established a law for Israel, which he commanded them to teach their children, that the generations to come might know and the children yet unborn, that they in their turn might tell it to their children, so that they might put their trust in God and not forget the deeds of God, but keep his commandments and not be like their forefathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation whose heart was not steadfast and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The people of Ephraim, armed with the bow, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep the covenant of God and refused to walk in his law. They forgot what he had done and the wonders he had shown them. He worked marvels in the sight of their forefathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zoan. He split open the sea and let them pass through, he made the waters stand up like walls. He led them with a cloud by day and all the night through with a glow of fire. He split the hard rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink as from the great deep. He brought streams out of the cliff and the waters gushed out like rivers. But they went on sinning against him, rebelling in the desert against the Most High. They tested God in their hearts, demanding food for their craving. They railed against God and said, Can God set a table in the wilderness? True, he struck the rock, the waters gushed out, and the gullies overflowed. But is he able to give bread or to provide meat for his people? When the Lord heard this, he was full of wrath. A fire was kindled against Jacob, and his anger mounted against Israel. For they had no faith in God, nor did they put their trust in his saving power. So he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them grain from heaven. So mortals ate the bread of angels. He provided for them food enough. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens and let out the south wind by his might. He rained down flesh upon them like dust and winged birds like the sand of the sea. He let it fall in the midst of their camp and round about their dwellings. So they ate and were well filled, for he gave them what they craved. But they did not stop their craving, though the food was still in their mouths. So God's anger mounted against them. He slew their strongest men and laid low the youth of Israel. In spite of all this, they went on sinning and had no faith in his wonderful works. So he brought their days to an end like a breath and their years in sudden terror. Whenever he slew them, they would seek him and repent and diligently search for God. They would remember that God was their rock and the most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths and lied to him with their tongues. Their heart was not steadfast towards him and they were not faithful to his covenant. But he was so merciful that he forgave their sins and did not destroy them. Many times he held back his anger and did not permit his wrath to be roused, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that goes forth and does not return. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Mark. Jesus and his disciples came to Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and begged him to touch and heal him. Taking the blind man's hand, Jesus led him out of the village. After spitting on his eyes and laying his hands on the man, he asked him, Do you see anything? 
The man looked up and said, I see people. They look like trees, only they are walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again. He looked with his eyes wide open, his sight was restored, and he could see everything clearly. Then Jesus sent him home, saying, Don't go into the village. Jesus and his disciples went into the villages near Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They told him, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, And what about you? Who do you say that I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to teach his disciples, The human one must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and the legal experts and be killed, and then after three days rise from the dead. He said this plainly. But Peter took hold of Jesus and, scolding him, began to correct him. Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, then sternly corrected Peter, Get behind me, Satan, for you not thinking God's thoughts, but human thoughts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's say together the song of pilgrimage. Before I ventured forth, even while I was very young, I sought wisdom openly in my prayer. In the forecourts of the temple I asked for her, and I will seek her to the end. From first blossom to early fruit, she has been the delight of my heart. My foot is kept firmly to the true path. Diligently from my youth have I pursued her. I inclined my ear a little and received her. I found for myself much wisdom and became adept in her. To the one who gives me wisdom, I will give glory, for I have resolved to live according to her way. From the beginning, I gained courage from her. Therefore, I will not be forsaken. In my inmost being, I have been stirred to seek her. Therefore, have I gained a good possession. As my reward, the Almighty has given me the gift of language, and with it I will offer praise to God. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. So, folks, today is the feast day of Joanna, Mary, and Salome, the myrrh-bearing women. And I'll read the portion from Letter Feast and Fast 2018. Joanna, Mary, and Salome are traditionally counted as the three women who came to Jesus' tomb early in the morning on the day of the resurrection in order to anoint his body with myrrh and other spices. They were followers of Jesus during his earthly ministry and remained with him throughout his arrest, crucifixion, and burial, and they discovered his empty tomb after his resurrection. Little is known about the lives of Joanna, Mary, and Salome beyond their faithful and unwavering devotion and service to Christ. Joanna is identified in the Gospel of Luke as the wife of Chusa, a steward of Herod, and in Luke 8, 2-3, is counted among the women who followed and provided for Jesus after having been healed by him. The Gospel of Mark includes Salome and a list of women present at the crucifixion without any further information. According to early Christian tradition, Salome was a relative of Mary, the mother of Jesus. In addition to Joanna, Salome, and Mary Magdalene, Matthew 28.1 lists a woman it refers to as the other Mary. Mark 16.1 refers to her as Mary, the mother of James. John 19.25 recounts that Mary, the wife of Cleopas, was present at the crucifixion, and historically the Christian tradition has tended to assume that all three of the Marys are actually the same person. The little information that we do have about these women shows them to be faithful disciples and worthy of our commemoration and, more importantly, emulation. There's a particular devotion to these holy myrrh bearers in the Orthodox Church on the second Sunday after Easter, 
It's celebrated as Myrrhbearers Sunday. Well, beloved, we've had a number of these uh, uh, readings lately have all been about uh, women of the Christian faith, uh, whether we were talking about the uh, Sojourner Truth and Harriet Tubman and, and that grouping, or we're talking about Mary Magdalene. Um, we, we've had a, a, a whole series of these just happen to fall on the Tuesdays and Thursdays that I'm doing morning prayer. Uh, and this one, we, is, is, we get to kind of get a glimpse into the fact that the biblical text is not always good about holding up the story of stories of women. So, for instance, in the, the gospel, um, last week, the feeding of the 5,000, the one we had on Sunday, uh, actually it was two Sundays ago, but um, in, in that feeding, it's 5,000 men and also women and children. So it's more than 5,000 people. But in the culture of the time, you only counted the men and the women and the children were extra on top of that. So uh, we're, we're confronted constantly as modern people by this text that simply does not have women in kind of the same place that we do in our modern society. And sometimes that leads people to say, well, there's not any value in that. If, if a text doesn't reflect the modern values of um, uh, around women or on slavery or on any of these other things, um, then we don't need to read that text anymore. It's outdated and it doesn't bear any wisdom for us. You know, we just did the song of wisdom talking about uh, from Ecclesiasticus that, that uh, the idea of wisdom is really important in the Old Testament. I think that in some ways that's oversimplifying things. Um, what I see when I look at, uh, you know, having read texts from the same time, um, you know, when I, when I look at the way Paul talks about women, uh, you know, for instance, uh, most of the things that Paul says about, you know, women remaining silent and all that kind of stuff would have been pretty common, commonly thought stuff at the time in the Roman Empire. Um, so when I see that, that doesn't reflect where I believe women need to be now, but it certainly reflects where women were at the time, generally in the Roman Empire. It's when he says other things that are like, there are no, there's no longer a man or woman. There's no longer slave or free. There's no longer Jew or Gentile. It's when Paul says something like that. That's when you sit up and take notice because what he's doing is he's going after the three things in the Roman Empire that are the most important, the, the division between men and women, the division between slaves and free, and the division between first-class Roman citizens and second-class Roman citizens, or people who even aren't Roman citizens. Paul is going at all the things that sustain the incredibly hierarchical, militaristic, and often cruel um, parts of the Roman Empire, and he's he's hitting them at the, at the root. So... Um, he does miss, you know, you, you can honestly say, I, I don't like what he has to say about women and the fact that, like, women should remain silent, women should, all that, all that kind of stuff like that. None of that works for me. But that's kind of what somebody of his age would think. It's when you find him saying something that seems out of the blue, something that makes no sense whatsoever, something that can get him in trouble with the authorities, that you should make you sit up and take notice. That's the place... You know, there, there are some places that the Holy Spirit just can't get in and change our uh, preconceived notions, that we're so set in our ways that we cannot just seem to change, that it's, it takes a near miraculous thing for our, our, our attitudes to change. But then you see these glimpses in Paul where the Holy Spirit has gone in, and especially in, in um, 
uh, issues around women where he has women as leaders in the early church or in issues around um, slavery, the uh, the story of the, the book of Philemon, where he uh, he basically asks his his the the master of this escaped slave for his freedom, so that Onesimus can can be his partner his partner in ministry. It's those things that really uh, speak out to me, and that's the part that we apply forward. You know, if we see something in the in the Gospels or in the um, in the in the epistles that simply reflects the attitude of the time, that's not something that we nearly we necessarily have to um, to apply forward, to say, well, gosh, it was like that back in first century Rome, so therefore it has to be like that in 21st century America. But when we see Jesus or Paul or somebody striking at a place that changes the nature of the way pe people think about each other, that, that pulls the circle wider, that uh, gets rid of some of the prejudices of the time, that's the time we need to take notice and ask, well, if Jesus is doing that in his time, what does he say, is he saying to us today? You know, we believe as Christians that the Holy Spirit continues to speak to us. If the Holy Spirit is speaking, spoke to those people in that way, what is the Holy Spirit saying to us today? What is the Holy Spirit saying we need to do better in bringing in the people who are on the margins, in building the beloved community of Christ. And so that's kind of where I'm coming out today on this particular thing is uh, these women barely get a mention, although, uh, as I say, the Orthodox Church has a, a nice uh, commemoration of the myrrh bearers as, as a group. Um, but when we read the text critically, when we look at it with eyes and we kind of pull these voices um, uh, that, that are kind of subsumed sometimes even by the gospel writers um, because of their, their preconceived notions, we can pull up an entire riches uh, and a beauty of the vision that God has for, for our community as human beings. Amen. Let's join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. 
Almighty God, who revealed the resurrection of your son to Joanna, Mary, and Salome, as they faithfully came bearing myrrh to his tomb, grant that we too may perceive the presence of the risen Lord in the midst of pain and fear, and go forth proclaiming his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night, and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross, that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. In our parish prayer list, we pray for the repose of the soul of Father John Julian Swanson, founder of the Order of Julian of Norwich. We pray for those at home and in assisted care. Barb, Christine, Jim, Joyce, Lu Linda, Louise, Mayjean, Marin, Sandy, and Tina. For those in particular need, Bill, Carol, Catherine, Chris, Dave, Diane, Ed, Emmy, Frank, Grayson, Jean, Jenny, Jesse, Jerry, Jewel, Joni, Judy, Keith, Kelsey, Marion, Marilyn, Mary, Max, Nancy, Patricia, Richard, Robbie, Rose, Stuart, Sue, Tanya, Zach, and Zara. For those in the armed forces, especially Aaron, Ashley, Bailey, Brian, Jessica, Mitch, and Todd. In the Anglican Communion, we pray for the Church of the Province of Southeast Asia. In the Diocesan Cycle of Prayer, we pray for Trinity in Mineral Point. Among the Association of Waukesha Congregations, we pray for the Catholic Community of Waukesha. For those religious who live the vowed life, the Order of Julian of Norwich, the Sisters of St. Mary, and the Community of the Sisters of the Church. We pray for the continuation of the ceasefire in the Holy Land, and that a solution may be found to a just and lasting peace. We pray for all those suffering from COVID-19 throughout the world. We pray for the wisdom to discern the measures we require to achieve a just peace in our society and for the strength to take them. Your prayers and intercessions are bidden. Let's join together in the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with you in the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for joining us, uh, me again uh, as, as, as I pray um, morning prayer for, for Tuesday. Um, if you have not been vaccinated yet, I would in highly encourage you to get a hold of your primary care doctor and have a discussion with them. Um, we are at the point right now with the Delta variant that it is a Christian imperative that we do what is right in order to protect our community. And right now, uh, the, the, the vaccine appears to be that, as well as masking for indoors. So I would encourage you, uh, this isn't just about your right or my right or, or about what we want to do. It has to do with protecting an entire community and living as a community. And uh, Paul has an awful lot to say about how freedom is 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 designed in order to enhance the community rather than to uh, enhance the rights of the individual. Um, so encourage you, do everything you need to do, not only to keep yourself safe, but help protect the others around you who are part of the beloved community. Well, we'll see on Thursday. Probably will be uh, live, otherwise I'll pre-record it, but probably will be live on Thursday morning. Um, it's great to, to have time to pray. I hope you find this time uh, useful to you uh, in your spiritual life as well. Until we see you next time, God bless. This has been a production of St. Matthias Episcopal Church in Waukesha, Wisconsin. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find more information on how to contact us at our website at http www.stmatthiasonline.org. That's www.stmatthiasonline.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.